Welcome to the Massachusetts Association of Realtors Sidebar Podcast, a usually short podcast that covers legal and regulatory issues that Massachusetts realtors and anyone who is interested in real estate should know about. I'm Eric Berman, MAR's Communications Director. And I'm Johnny Schreiber, MAR's Legislative and Regulatory Counsel. And we're your co-hosts for this edition of Sidebar. Today we'll be discussing the updated regulations to Massachusetts short-term rental tax. Johnny, you ready to get this podcast going? Yeah, let's go. All right. So we're just about a year into existence of this law. How's it going? And can you give us some background on this law? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, Starting off, it's definitely created some challenges for a lot of folks in the real estate industry. Um, But I think in general, our members are doing a great job of complying with it. So just to go a little background, um, the 11th hour passage of this law really uh, created challenges by not giving folks a lot of lead time. So going through a timeline, July 30th, the bill was enacted by the legislature. August 1st, the governor returned it. Uh, This is a 2018. The governor returned it recommending amendments. Then on December 20th, 2018, the legislature reenacted the bill with some of the amendments. And on December 28th, it was signed into law by the governor, taking effect for rentals starting July 1st, but with contracts entered into on or after January 1st of 2019. So we only had a couple of days to get everything in order um, for the, the signing of the contracts before, if you otherwise everything was scooped in to being covered by the law. And then final regulations on taxation took about a year as well. Um, So those have just been finalized. And uh, initial returns are that 2019 was something of a down year. There were a number of factors, weather, sharks, um, other issues on the Cape, but the tax definitely seems to be having a negative impact in most places. And uh, we've heard from a lot of professionals in the industry that you know, they're, they're kind of seeing this as a multi-year hit. So a lot of them advised um, the homeowners that they work with not to raise their rates, to keep things steady, or even to lower rates to account for the tax. So we're thinking it'll be at least a couple of years before we know the full impacts of the law, but the initial returns that it definitely created some challenges for our members and for everyone who enjoys the short-term rental industry, particularly on the Cape and Islands. Okay, well, thanks for that uh, overview of, of the law. So I know you know, MAR is heavily involved, was was heavily involved with advocacy on this bill. Um, what does that mean exactly? That means a lot of different things. Uh, you know, we take a really measured approach to advocacy. A lot of it is just educating uh, lawmakers and regulators about our industry and what we do. Um, you know, in particular, this law was really focused on um, kind of making things on even footing for hotels, for short-term rentals, but the, a lot of the ideas about short-term rentals are really tied to kind of the Airbnbs of the world, the, the big internet um, hosting platforms, whereas our members may do things a little differently. So a lot of it was having conversations to explain to people what our members do and how we're involved in that industry. Um, and we advocated on the bill um, when it was going through the legislature, and then we were also heavily involved with the regulatory process. Um, We testified at a couple of different hearings. Um, We submitted written testimony both to uh, the Department of Revenue as well as the Executive Office of Housing and Economic Development, and we were pretty successful in in sharing our story and I think making a difference, um, convincing uh, legislators and regulators of some of the things that are really were pretty onerous in the bill that may have had unintended consequences that they didn't foresee because they may not have fully understood our industry. So a few things that uh, we'd like to take credit for are um, exempting security deposits from the definition of rent. Uh, When the statute was initially enacted, security deposits were going to be taxed as rent and also also excluding from uh, taxation and rent 
other charges for goods or services uh, that were provided from other vendors, such as whale watch tickets or ferry tickets, are also not taxed under the, the short-term rental tax statute. Um, we've also pushed back on uh, the possibility of mid-stay rate changes, which we felt like was uh, a hardship for occupants and was a particular challenge for realtors who um, really base a lot of their business on relationships and reputation. Um, so it was particularly challenging to have to go back to their occupants and request more money or face losses. Um, so we uh, did some advocacy on that and were successful in removing some pote- uh, potentially onerous regulations dealing with that. And uh, we also gain access for realtors to be recognized as hosting platforms under the law to put us on even footing with others in the industry. Um, and that's important because hosting platforms have a particular advantage in that they are able to offer a certain type of insurance that is required under the law. And so now that option is open to our members as well. And most recently, we just put up a a blog post about this as well. Um, We were working with the Department of Revenue on an aspect of the law um, where everyone agreed that the tax aspect of the law only applied to stays of 31 days or less. But there was an issue with interpreting whether or not stays of 32 days or more would also be required to register, which is clearly required for 31 days or less, but less clear for longer stays. And we successfully advocated that uh, they do not have to register for stays of 32 days or more uh, based on statutory definitions, the Department of Revenue's regulations and uh, online guidance, and also um, based on arguments we made about industry practices. So can I ask you a basic question, Johnny? What is, where's the line of demarcation between a short-term rental and what would be a long-term rental? So there's multiple definitions depending on how you look at it, but in our world, um, a short-term rental under the statute is 31 days or less. If you are renting a home for 31 days or less, um, it is a short-term rental. There are exemptions for rentals of 14 days or less over an entire year, then you can be exempt, but you still need to register. Um, For 31 days or less, you have to register and you also have to pay the short-term rental tax. Okay, thank you for that explanation. My next question is, uh, what are we doing to protect realtors and then also ensure compliance to the regulation? Right, so I talked about you know all the advocacy we're doing to, to work on the regulations and make them so that our members will actually be able to comply with them. And on the other side, we've been doing a lot of uh, educating and, and talking to our own members, telling them about the law and how the law works. Um, we have several articles up on our website. We've also been working very closely with the Cape and Islands uh, Local Association. Um, they've been hosting their own programs on this. Um, I've taken part in a webinar. I've spoken at an event that they held. Um, and we've also been working with them to provide um, articles and materials on their website. And we're also available to answer questions and are happy to. In addition, we've been working on some new f- forms. Um, we've revised some existing forms, and we have a couple of new forms and disclosures. And we'll be finalizing a listing agreement that we hope to make available soon. Um, all those to, to help realtors be able to um, continue their practices in a way that is compliant with the new law. Okay, so we're a few weeks into the new year, uh, but what do we see coming uh, in 2020 and beyond? So as I alluded to, we have that new listing agreement. Uh, It's near final, so we're hoping to get that out within the next couple of months. And we're going to continue to advocate on issues. We're still awaiting uh, final regulations from the Executive Office of Housing and Economic Development on the, um, the registration aspect of the bill. 
We're also having ongoing discussions with legislators and with other regulators about different aspects of the bill to try to continue uh, clarifying um, exactly what, what we do and, and how our realtors um, operate. And uh, yeah, we're, you know, while we think there's unlikely to be any significant changes at this point, I mean, the statute was just enacted. We've only seen it over the course of a year. Um, there's always the opportunity to have, you know, potentially some tweaks here or there. Um, particularly for provisions that are uh, maybe causing unintended consequences in the industry. Well, you know, Johnny, that's all the questions I have today on short-term on short-term rental regulations. Hey, you know, welcome to your first podcast with me, and I look forward to doing another one soon. Thank you very much, Eric. This was great. All right. For more information on this podcast or any other podcasts, go to marealtor.com slash pod. You can subscribe to the Sidebar podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And don't forget to rate us and leave a comment. The MAR Sidebar podcast is edited and produced by Sabrina LaPointe. Music by Tess Berman. (laughs) 